Thanks for checking out another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. I appreciate you tuning in today. We're going to give you some good advice on how you can grow your business in actionable, practical ways. Now, if you've been thinking about how to get ahead on social media and to actually turn your business into a brand, I think you're going to enjoy this episode. We have Jenna Lurkin on the podcast. She has an Instagram for her business, JL Patisserie, and they have about 100,000 followers on Instagram, all through content that she creates herself for her business. It's actually a pretty hilarious Instagram profile account I'd love to see. Uh, She has two locations, one in Scottsdale, Arizona, and one in Phoenix, Arizona. You can find out more by going to her website. Uh, Other than that, I think you're going to enjoy this episode. But before we dive in, let's hear a word from one of the amazing businesses that sponsor the podcast. We'll be right back. Talk soon. Life is constantly moving quickly. And in fact, I find myself more and more wanting a pause button to capture some of those special memories with my family. That's why I love what the team at Duncan and Stone is doing. They've created high quality keepsake journals for every stage of life. From people who are freshly engaged all the way to welcoming their first child, Duncan and Stone has a series of journals that are incredible for capturing some of those precious memories, and not just memories, with the stories and conversations that you want to have with your loved ones one day. Personally, I love the Dear Daughter Journal because it captures all the amazing memories that I want to be able to tell my daughter Maylee one day the team at Duncan and Stone understands the value of keeping these memories close to home. That's why they've spared no expense in creating high quality journals that are designed in-house because they know how precious these memories are. Check out DuncanandStone.com and see some of the journals that will walk you through every stage of life. They're easy to use and beautiful to display. And most importantly, they capture what matters. Again, go to DuncanandStone.com to find out more. Jenna, it's great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to uh, be part of your really, really big platform of advices and <laughs> and stars that share all their secrets. So thanks yeah, for having well, me. Well, it's it is a much more humble podcast than that. I know my wife listens to it and then people that I force to listen to it. Um it'll it'll be big one day. We're still we're still making it happen right now. Uh, speaking of platform though, your, for our listeners, the way Jenna ended up on the podcast was, um, I follow Jenna's Instagram accounts, um, and Jenna posts some really, uh, hilarious stuff on her Mm -hmm. Instagram, just about like the joys of running a business. (laughs) So I had, uh, DM'd Jenna. Had also messaged her on her website and was like, please come on the podcast so that we can talk about this. But um, so that's how this conversation came about. Um, Jenna, just starting out, tell me a little bit about uh, your bakery, kind of the journey of starting your business. I would love to know kind of how you got into doing what you do. Absolutely. So my name is Jenna. I'm originally from Belgium, uh, French speaking. So um, I come in a world of uh, bakeries and fresh croissants, baguettes, every dinner type of thing. I opened my bakery in Scottsdale, Arizona in 2019. And uh, I do primarily French pastry um, items. So I do make French croissants and, and breads and pastries and things like that. So, well, What was it like starting a business right before COVID? 
uh, it was definitely extremely challenging. And I think the community really came together to support us. And, and that made a, an incredible difference. Well, I was just curious because, you know, running a business is so hard and you had just started a business and you're also in the food industry, which typically has lower margins. So like going through COVID, like how did you stay positive? Like how did you, how, what, what kept you going during COVID? I'm a very resilient person. So I think whatever happened, I was never going to give up. Uh, I kind of shift into survival mode in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been a very high performance athlete in the past that I was on a full scholarship for golf and things like that. So I'm used to being challenged and, and I just, you know, shut down my emotion and just went full on survival and, and worked as hard as I could to just make it through. And, and I just, I never really, I, I never really looked at the big picture at the time. I just focused on like, I need to do this, then I need mm-hmm. to do this. And it was like one line at a one line at a time. And so that's just kind of mm-hmm. how I, I pushed through it in a way. Did you have anyone close to you who was telling you, Hey, you should really shut down or, cause I know, I know during challenging times for all of us in our business, we're often getting a lot of different opinions. Like you have people who are like, Hey, you can do it. Keep going. And then you have other people who are like, Hey, you should, you should quit. Like you should shut this thing down. Like I'm, I'm curious how you navigated. You certainly probably got a multitude of different opinions and perspectives that you probably didn't even ask for. Um, how did you navigate that? I think primarily it was very, very positive. I don't recall anyone telling me, you know, give up and, and close down, but I think, um, I might not someone might have said it and I didn't even hear it, to be honest with you. I was so focused on like, what do I need to do to still be open tomorrow? And let's just focus on that, that I just didn't let anyone, you know, kind of tell me otherwise. Yeah. Um, And I think for the majority of, of the feedbacks were, what can we do to support? Like, let's help you. The community really came together. Right. I mean, it, it was quite incredible. I, I felt almost more supported through COVID than we did when we originally opened because people yeah. really cared that we, that we would survive. And so um, I think that made a big impact. And, and, and regardless of what people say, I, I always try to focus on, on the people that were there to support me rather than this mm-hmm. and this person told me to close. I mean, screw it. Right. <laughs> Sure. I, we, we, we just celebrated five years of doing the podcast. And, um, I honestly just think, Congratulations. I was, thank you. I, I, I just yeah, think I was yeah. probably too stubborn, <laughs> too stubborn right? to give up. So, <laughs> yeah. but, um, and, and you're still so passionate. I mean, you're right. It's, yeah. a, it's a really tough industry, but you're so passionate. And I felt like I had just opened and I'm like, I haven't even had my, my chance, mm. you know? So I just wanted to, really push through and, and, and see how far I, I could, could do it. And yeah. I love that you bring it. that up. I love that you bring that up too. Cause I was talking to someone else this morning about, we were talking about podcasting, like how do you podcast long-term? And what I was explaining to them was I said, you know, for me podcasting for five years, like you use the word passion, which I love that you said that because for me, it's like, I mean, if, whether if I was podcasting or not, I would be talking about the things that I talk about because I'm very passionate about it. 
And right. it feels like it feels like a lot of entrepreneurs are really struggling to find. I think some of them really know their passion. I think other ones like they like the idea of like business ownership. They like the idea of entrepreneurship, but they're not sure what they're passionate about. W- what was it for you about um, you know running your bakery that like have you always had this kind of passion at a young age? I mean, what does that look like for you? I've I've always loved baking, um, and I I liked the idea of the entrepreneur part of of the business operation. Um, I wanted to do my own thing and and offer my products. I think the primary reason why I opened in a market that I did is because when I lived here, I was a pastry chef, and I realized, you know, I we don't have any French pastries. We have actually a pretty big French community, and I want to offer those products. But I think in terms of passion in the service industry, you you have to be very passionate to to do to do that over or a little and a little bit crazy and and or. <laughs> but you you definitely got to have a little bit of combination to keep pushing through, you know, holidays and the long nights oh, yeah. and baking and <laughs> the stress that is on your body also. Yeah. Right? Do so, you, do um, you s- sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. I, I I never really like it wasn't like I grew up and I was like one day I'll have a bakery. It, it's a combination yeah. of of many things, but um, uh, first and foremost, it, it was a passion for baking and wanting to offer my product to the community that I that I grew to know here, and and that's kind of how everything kind of came together. How did you end up in Scottsdale, Arizona, all the way from Belgium? Well, originally it was because of my golf scholarship. So I first re- got recruited in the U.S. for golf and I just love the States and I wanted to stay here. And I think Arizona is a f- fantastic market where it's, you know, not L.A. or New York, but yet you have a great community. You have a lot of people. Um, they're well-traveled. They're interested. And and it's a, it's a great place to to be in. And so it's kind of a a, a less demanded market in terms of, you know, international acquisition. If you look at any bakers dreaming in America, they're going to tell you Hollywood and New York or Miami, <laughs> and no one's going to say, um, you know, Boise or Arizona <laughs> or Colorado because it's, you know, not yeah. necessarily like the dream destination. But um, I think it's it's a fantastic market, and I'm very glad I I ended here. Do you still find time to golf? About three times a year. So oh, only three times a year. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, this is your passion now. Yeah, it's a little challenging right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, I want to talk about your social media account because so for our listeners, uh, I mentioned how Jen and I met. I, I literally just DM'd DM'd her and asked her to come on the podcast. Um, <clears throat> so for our listeners, there was a post I saw from. I don't know how it ended up on my feed, but. There was a post from Jenna that it was something along the lines of um, when a customer, it was a skit. It was when a customer says they know the manager and then Jenna was like celebrating and like basically deleting, like comping everything on the order. Like this is free for you. And it, it's, it was just so funny and so true for like what we experience as business owners. But then I started looking more at your social media and I was like, holy cow, this is this is an awesome profile. Like it's <laughs> genuinely funny. Um, so much to relate with. Like, and, and here's what's really interesting. And by the way, I don't mean to make this question so uh, long-winded, but I think it's interesting with social media, like taking your industry, for example, or taking your bakery, for example, 
the temptation is uh, every day I'm going to like take a picture of a croissant and like post that or like the different like items, but you aren't doing that. You're posting just like genuinely fun stuff that's engaging people and that's building your brand. Uh, and for our listeners, Jenna has just under 90,000 followers on Instagram. Uh, so I'm not the only one who likes this account. Clearly, people <laughs> love this account. I, I want to hear about how did you how did you think of like the social media profile and like start to build it? Like I'm very curious about how you began that journey. So the the truth is when I first opened my bakery, it was very difficult for me to start building a team. I I'm I was young, I was 26, 27, and um it was hard to retain employees and things like that. And then little by little we started growing the team with truly amazing people, like amazing people. And I could not believe that people that incredible were getting up early in the middle <laughs> of the night to come to my bakery and help me shape a croissant. Like I'm just like, those people are yeah. so amazing. And I specifically wanted to start posting social media that were showing like, this is who we are. Like it's, we're beyond a croissant or a latte. We're, yeah. we're people and this group of people that make this product for you is amazing and i wanted everyone to know that and so um we started doing little videos where we could show us like joke around in the back and things like that and so yeah i just that's really the the genuine thing of why i started doing what i was doing and i just wanted the world to know you know this is who we are this is what we do and those are the people that that care about our product. I saw your other post. Uh, this was probably maybe a week or so ago of um, like people who are morning persons versus not. And I think it was you who was like you were forming something, and then you had the other coworker who was like it was like six a.m. and they were like jumping around, like really excited. But um, you know, my my very first job, I was in high school. I was I think like fifteen or sixteen years old, uh, and I worked at a bakery. Uh, and I loved the job so much that when I went to college, you know, I was 19, 20 years old and this was in my hometown was where the the bakery was, but I would come home for the weekend to see my family. And then I don't know if this was legal or not, like in terms of like employment laws or whatever, but I would go back to the bakery and I would beg them to let me work for them for free. Like just, just for the weekend, I was like, can I just work I here for that. the weekend? Just cause there was something, there's something really fun about, um, right. you know, coming up with these products and like the bakery smells great and people are coming in yeah. and hopefully having a great experience. But, um, did you ever expect the social media account to blow up like it has? Um, no, I, I was hoping it would but i did, i wasn't posting thinking okay this post is gonna have 40 million which some of our videos have <laughs> you know 30 million 40 million so yeah. i would say i definitely blew up on some things that i was not expecting and and some of those videos like the one you know where i'm the one pretending not being awake you know in early in the morning i'm actually the opposite because i am I'm an I'm early person um but i just kind of want to show 
the back of what a kitchen is because I, I think some people um, don't really realize how, what happens behind doors and it's not always just you know chef yelling and things like that it's <laughs> it's embracing people that love mornings and people yeah. that you know are grumpy in the morning because that's funny too and so I just like to show whatever happens behind whether it's like truly me being tired in the morning or someone else and uh, we just like to joke about it um, I think my number one priority in what I show is is more so um, like I said my, my team primarily and we, we like to joke about certain reaction of customers because if you work customer ser- service you know you're going to have certain situation where you just want to laugh a little bit because it's, it's a little bit of extreme and, and some some customers take it very personally they're yeah. like oh why you know why are you making fun of us and things like that and i'm like it's it's just a joke yeah. you know um and i, um, I think sorry I, I keep interrupting you i apologize no you're totally fine well, I was, I was, I'm laughing as I'm listening to you because clearly I'm a junkie for your social media. Cause I'm now I'm thinking of other posts that you've done. Um, you did like talking about joking with these situations. Um, you did one recently, or maybe it was, and you know, Instagram's weird. Sometimes it puts a post in your feed that the post itself is actually like months old. Months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So actually, I don't know when you made all of these, but there was one that you put up that was something like, it's like five minutes till closing and you're like <laughs> over the top, like breaking things down, like cleaning things like to try to, and we, you know, we've all, I used to work in a restaurant too, and we closed at 10 o'clock at night and you would always have the customer coming in at like nine 58 where you're just like, Oh, okay. You know? And so right. I, I just thought it was hilarious, but I think that's also what's really And, and the joke, the joke isn't always on the customer. So that joke wasn't necessarily me being like, why is the customer still here? Don't you get the clue we're closing? It's also sometimes me as a customer walking in totally, you know, ignorant of their the time and just being like, yeah, I'm just going to order right now. And then I don't realize they're actually closing down and I'm you know, so the joke is reversed. I'm the first right. one to actually look in the mirror and laugh at myself. So not everything is like directed at like the customers in my um, bakery. It's sometimes also me being, you know, guilty of doing certain things without realizing. And and then I, even being in the service industry, all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I guess they're closing. I, di- I didn't even realize my bad, you know. And so I just right. turned that into into a joke just to to have light humor around um the fact that um it's service industry we're all here to help customers and we all gotta be you know nice to each other and <laughs> sure yeah you're you're very humble i mean you like i said you have an instagram account ninety thousand followers um it seems like your business is doing really well i love how um you keep talking about how amazing your team is um, you know, th- this because isn't they all- are. I, I and I believe that. Yeah, of course. And and I don't mean that. In like I would a- be. I would be nowhere without my team. Nowhere. I mean, and and I will have my teams back over any customer in the world because they're my number one. I know I wouldn't have a bakery without customers, but I wouldn't have a bakery without my team either. Mm. And so, and I and I trust them so much that I know they're doing the best for the customer that I'm not even going to second guess that their intention is, is really good. So I just like to joke about 
you know, customers' reactions and stuff because I know the intention of every single person that's part of my team is to serve them the best product and with the best service. So, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh at some reactions, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I love that because it's, it's not always, not all bosses think that way right? Like not all bosses see their team or they hold their team in such high regard. Um, there's a bit of a tension, in, in, especially in the United States, but also worldwide of, you know, lifting up your team members and trusting them versus um, really like the micromanager, like bosses who are very suspicious of their employees. Um, and these two worlds are often colliding or having friction between one another. Right. Um, so I love that you see it from this perspective. Um, you know, hiring is really tough in general. I think what's been your, your method for hiring great employees? Um, I think currently that the employees personality and energy needs to match my team more than their qualification. So that's that's a huge thing for us when we look at anyone joining our team is, are you actually, in terms of character and personality, a good fit for the company rather than being, can you roll a croissant perfectly? Beyond that, we can teach anyone anything, but are you a good person that we do like to work with? We've had some people that were extremely talented during the team and we just weren't a match in terms of energy and in terms of character that just Mm -hmm. didn't work together. Um, Most of my team is young, very dynamic, very passionate. We all joke around. And that's something that's very important for me in terms of environment to work in because it is really, really hard job. And I rely on them for a lot of things. But at the end of the day, we're making food for fun, right? It's I, I sometimes I forget that too, where I'm like, oh my God, why don't we have this numbers and this and that, you know? And then I realize I'm like, it's just food. It's not even like survival food for, you know, patients or anything like that. It's just food for fun. We're making a cake for a birthday. Like this is a celebration thing. We're going to put all the love that we can. We're going to put everything to make it special. But if something goes wrong, it's just food. It's okay. And so let's just, all care about doing a good job and having a good time at work doing all this together. So I, I focus more on the people and their personality rather than primarily their skills because we can teach anyone. Mm-hmm. How do you get a sense of that? Like in your first meeting, like in an interview, because uh, I know a lot of our listeners are are probably agreeing with that, but they're probably wondering also like when I sit down with someone for the first time, without like seeming creepy, <laughs> how do I, how do I get a sense of someone's personality or their attitude? Like what does a typical interview look like for you? It's, it's a little bit difficult on, in terms of the first interview, because sometimes people are really shy or they're very nervous. So they come off a certain way, but then when they actually open up and feel more comfortable, they're, you know, incredible, nice, um, mm. funny. Um, so in terms of interview, we look more for, um, what they're looking for. My first question is always, what are you looking for? Mm-hmm. And if they seemed passionate, you know, I, I really, I love that you made this croissant and I've been following you and I think this is so cool and I, I dream to learn this and this from you and I'll do anything to, you know, 
be here and learn, that's a great trait of someone that wants to be there. If they're just kind of like, uh, well, you know, I guess, I guess I can be here at nine and, you know, and I'm, yeah. I don't see the passion or I say, are you more interested in this aspect of the work? Are you more interested of this aspect of the work? Like, do you really like glazing cake? Do you really like rolling croissant? You're just kind of like, eh, whatever. I, yeah. I, you don't have the passion versus if you're like everything, I love glazing, I love, you know, and, and then when I was at home, I made this cake and I love this. And this, I had this from your bakery one time and it was so good. And I, I put on my vision board that I was going to work here. They're hired immediately. I'm like, I don't even care if you can make <laughs> something or not. Let's go. You start tomorrow, you know? Oh, wow. Um, I love so that. Th that's, that's a big difference of, of, you know, enthusiasm and, mm. and passion and things like that. That's more so what we're looking for rather than someone being like, I worked at this place and I worked at this place and I went to this school and I have, I, I, we always laugh about the sentence of I have 37 years of experience and it's like, that's fantastic. Like, and what does that give us? You know, right. that's, that has nothing to do with us today. So do you have people who come to your store who have like found you on social media and they're like traveling through Scottsdale who are like, Oh, I had to come a ton. <laughs> a ton. It's yeah. so funny. And I have people like it. Sometimes I'm on bar, which is the barista. And uh, they're literally like, oh, my God, I can't believe you're making my you're coffee. You. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, who, me? I'm, I'm just me. In my head, yeah. I'm still just me. Or sometimes I'm literally like at a grocery store. And I'll, they'll be like, oh, my God, Jenna. And I'm like, hello. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm just buying some apples over here, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's funny. <laughs> I, don't, I don't realize sometimes that people see it a certain way and yeah in my head i'm still just me and i care about my team coming here making a good work and having fun so mm -hmm. it's it's funny to see that the world sees it differently sometimes mm -hmm. what do you so you're you're obviously like you're i think something happens for every business owner where like the business itself grows to the point where now like you have like the brand of the business like you have this amazing social media profile. You have people visiting from out of town to come to your bakery. What's it like? You like you're still managing the business itself, but like, do you think about or dream about like where this could go long term, or like how big could this be? Like, do you think about like multiple locations, or like like where does your mind go when you think about the future? I definitely uh, would like to keep growing, so we're definitely gonna open more stores and things like that. I wanted to do that like organically. I don't want to push it. Um, but I, I do see that and feel that in the sense that every day with my team and with my customer base and with my community, I feel like I have the support to keep growing. So those feelings haven't come from a 40 million view on a video. Those feelings come from my day-to-day -day being managed correctly with the right people, having the continuous support of the actual local community. Um, and so, yeah, I do want to keep growing. And in terms of branding, as long as people keep in mind that we are people behind the product, and which is why this entire social media originally started, was to show the genuine back of our operation and i don't want people to start seeing the brand as in well well she's so big now it's mm. so corporate like that's not the case we're yeah. i'm still in here every day shaping 
croissant, shaping pies, making things happen. Like I said, I'm, I'm on bar some of the Sundays. Um, so I, I am hands-on 100%. And so I, as long as the, the growth doesn't impact the, the, the feel of, of our bakery, which is very community-focused and uh, organic, then I feel like we, we have the potential to keep growing. Yeah. And that primarily comes from the people around me every single day, more so than the support on social media. Well, Jenna, it's been so nice having you on the podcast today. We are actually out of time. Uh, it's been so great for people. That was who, awesome. For people listening, would the best place for them? Do you want them to go to your website, to your Instagram? What would be the best next step for them? Website, website if you're buying a pie because Thanksgiving's coming up, um, or social media if you want to have a good laugh. And um, yeah. Yeah, and the website, I'm going to put it in the episode description, but it's jlpatisserie.com. Um, and again, for our listeners, I'll have that in the description of the episode for you all. So, Sweet. Jenna, I love talking to you. This was so fun and I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited. <laughs> Hey, for our listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, what the heck you waiting on? Click that subscribe and follow button so you can keep getting good advice wherever you are. Don't forget, if you're looking to advertise on the podcast, you can always email me, Blake, at goodadvicecoaching.com, or you can check on uh, check out our Patreon to get ad-free episodes as well, patreon.com slash goodadvice. Thank you for all of you who have supported the podcast for so long, and that's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya. <laughs>